everyone welcome to another beautiful series on this podcast this is Unmask global and i'm your host my name is dollar if you're on the community group you would have noticed quite a change mm-hmm. we went from Unmask to Unmask the podcast to Unmask with dollar and now we have Unmask Global. Yes, we are tuning into the organizational wave of Unmask. So rather than just having a podcast where we share ideas which we value, uh, we are going physical, taking these psychological interventions, pouring them out as independent researches, and making sure that everybody from the ages of 10 and above can have a chance to actually cast a workable future for themselves. And what do I mean by that? Have a chance at leading a fulfilling life despite whatever is external, despite whatever circumstances. So we are using this proven scriptural and psychological interventions, they are called interventions, to make sure that people lead fulfilling lives in Africa. So if you want to check that out and understand more about that, you can just go on LinkedIn and type Unmask Global and you will know more. You can support, donate and join from there. (laughs) All right. It will be nice to have you anyway. I thought to add that. So you're welcome to this beautiful series on Unmask Global. This is Love Yourself. Oof. I, I tell people that if there's something I there, there are some things I have had the privilege to understand at least through a maximum aspect of it I've been able to implement them in my own life and sometimes when I see another person I just want I wish there was a way I could just take that information and put it in them physically physically like I should Embodying them, oh goodness, endow them with it because goodness, knowledge will save you. It will save you. You you need knowledge to save you. Now, me saying I love my life doesn't mean, oh, I love my life because it's put together. Because I have my finances straight and I can take vacations anytime I want. I see that a lot of times. But... (laughs) That's not, that's not why. It's, it's not, it's not because all my dreams have come true or... Uh, at every point in time, at every age that I thought I would eat a goal, I've eaten it. It's not because I've not failed. It's not because I've not been rejected or I'm not still being rejected or I'm not still failing. That's not why I love my life. I just love my life and every baggage that comes with it. And that's something I would love for someone else to to duplicate and replicate. I, I didn't I didn't come with any of this knowledge. If you know my story, I started personal development in 2020 and it's a rapid change from there. My goodness, my God. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not I'm actually not here to motivate you to love yourself. I'm going to give you I'm going to teach you what I know. That's why I'm here. So sit tight and grab a coffee or grab whatever sit tight and listening and also i would love to inform you that we have an accountability group for anyone who on this series wants wants to be accountable to actually fulfill this particular 
fact of loving yourself to to have this implemented into their own lives so you can get that by go, by going to the uh this website i'm going to call out for you now linktree slash unmask global linktree slash unmask global there you're going to get links to our mail and the whatsapp community from the whatsapp community you can join the accountability group and you should join now because after the second episode on this series it will be off we want it to work so it will be off you can join now and if you want to go straight through the number it's plus two three four eight one one three nine seven three eight five eight i'll go again plus two three four eight one one three nine seven three eight five eight i have been receiving some calls international calls and i would actually it's better you chat me up on whatsapp than call Ugh. It's better that way. WhatsApp, it's, it's, a, it's an international chatting platform. Is that what it is? But I know that it's available across many countries. So you can just chat me up. Oh, I'm from a mask and that. That's cool. We're cool. From there, we're cool. And I can add you up to the community group. You can go from there. All right. It's nice to meet you. I hope you've not forgotten my name. My name is Dola. And yes, I'm an independent psychological researcher that and that let's go to the first episode on this very series i'm passionate about it so today i will be talking on or teaching on the value of one human being what is the value of one human being because even in scripture when you read the scripture, it's like God so loved the world. God loves everybody. So, okay, do we have the same value? Okay, that's not, I don't feel special that way. <laughs> well, on bad days, that, that could be, that could be a very, um, a very sorry verse. God so loved the world, then you're not special. <sighs> that's not what it means anyway. I'm just saying that, oof. Alright, so what is the value of one human? What makes everyone so unique and special that God so loves everybody? That's the question. Or are we just the same? In God's eyes, we are all the same. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, is no respecter of persons if you come from that part. But there is a part that shows you that you are actually uniquely made. And it's also in scripture that each person is wonderfully, uniquely made. There is nobody like you and you're just you. So how come God still loves us, all of us? Like what is, what is so special about man that God is mindful of one man? One man. Why is God mindful of one person? What is so special about you? Why are you so important? Why shouldn't you just take your own life? Why? If you're not scared of the aftermath, the, I mean eternity, why why shouldn't you just who cares anyway? Like, what is so special about you? Why is God so interested in your case? Why should you pray? Why should you think he would answer you? Why, why, why? Why are you why what's your value? What if you fulfill your dreams and everything? Does that does that shift the world? Does that change the revolution of the world? Does that change the way the world spins? Does that what does that do? How important are you upon the face of the earth? Imagine 
even if you if, if you widely traveled you would notice that you're like a speck upon the face of the heart like there's so many persons everywhere if you've never traveled you won't know but when you travel you realize nobody knows you i've seen videos of celebrities walking around the streets in strange countries and nobody cares because they don't know them it's not where you're popular it's not the western it's not the western western countries it's not the united states it's just somewhere somewhere else where they don't know you and they don't care if you ask them for your name they don't know and they actually really do not care all right so then what's so important why should anybody chase life at all why not just sit down and just settle and live life and then die and go to heaven and that's all <laughs> Right, so we'll be discussing all of that. The value of one human, your own value. Why are you valuable? So I'm going to take this slowly. First for me and then for you. Alright, I'm about to explain something that I I pictured, I saw when I was 19. And the graph was upon the ground like a map. And when I saw it, I understood it. I've said this maybe several times, and this is not the first time you're hearing it. But then when I saw it, I understood it. And I could not put it in words. Then as I grew and started seeking knowledge, I found out that there were actually knowledge that was already available for me to read and understand more about. And it's just called the Logos. It means a range of possibilities. Now, I know that in uh, Greek and Christian, the merging between the Greek and the Bible uh, would say Logos is the written word, which is true. It's the written word. But then that word, the Bible also says that God created the word through the word. He said, let there be light and there was light. Word, word itself is a full range of of possibilities oh my goodness god created the world that was in chaos it was without form without void he created an orderly system upon like from chaos god created order from chaos so when your life is in chaos just know that he has done it before he can do it again all right so god created order from that chaos that's why he's God, right? Okay. So now man was also created with the word. Let us create man in our own image and in our own likeness. Man was created with the word. And a man is a full range of a million possibilities. I will explain. I'm getting somewhere. I'm going to explain to you. Now, this is what it means. You are an embodiment of logos. You are, you are an embodiment of words. That's why you can also recreate the same thing. You can speak. Your words are powerful. What you say to yourself, it's powerful. What you say to other people, it's powerful. What you mean when you say the way you craft your words can actually craft your existence. Because you're recreating, you're an embodiment of logos, of a range of possibilities. Now, the world is a range of possibilities. The universe is a range of possibilities. Mm. Anything can happen at any point in time at each point in time decisions are made and you know that free will exists in the world just stay with me 
free will exists in the world, which means you can make decisions at any point in time as it suits you too. You have preferences. You don't have to choose to serve God. You can choose to serve something else. Ooh, you are free. You're not free of its consequences, but you are free to make your decisions. Now, God will tell you that I know the beginning. I know the end. In fact, I know the end before starting from the beginning. That's in the book of Isaiah. All right. So what does that mean? What, what exactly does that mean? Like I told you, write this down. Man is a range of possibilities, a range of potential. That's what man is. So God says, oh, when I created everything, I actually knew the hand thereof before I even started at the beginning. It's called creating a blueprint. If you're an architect and you want to build a house, what do you do at first? You create a blueprint, isn't it? So when you have the blueprint, you are the master builder because they might be on the foundation, but you know how it's going to end. You are the architect. Those people working that you're directing to work, guiding to, to work, may not know how it's going to end, but you have the structural plan with you and that makes you the head on site that particular day and that particular moment. Now stay with me. When there is free will, it makes it more complicated. And don't be surprised because you, you, oh my goodness, that knowledge is too large. Yeah, that's why God is God. Free will means that at every point in time, there are a range of choices you can actually make. For example, you're in front of your wardrobe. You want to wear a dress. You're going out. You can, there's, there's something called permutations and combinations in mathematics. Hello, I think everybody should have jammed it. Whether you like mathematics or not, you would have come across permutations and combinations. If you've not, you would have come across probabilities. Now, there's a probability that you would wear one over every dress there. Based on last circumstances or last consequences of maybe colors you've seen or something you've seen online, the probability might be up to like, oh... It might be lesser. Oh, I already said one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's say the first probability was about seven over 21 dresses you have. But based on everything you've been seeing, now it's lesser to about three over 21. There's a probability you wear three out of 21 dresses based on what you've seen or what you want to go and do where you're going to. Or it's not, it's, it's a casual place. It's not a formal, formal business setting. Now, all those probabilities at that point is something God knows. I don't know if you get it. Like, you are there. You want to choose a dress. Hmm? You have a probability of choosing 7 out of 21 dresses based on where you're going. Hmm? But you only choose one. And you would only know the end of that one because you will wear that dress to that event you will see people look at you you see people perceive you and that is the only one you know now god in his utmost knowledge and his utmost perception knows the end of each of the seven choices you would have taken and that is why he says in jeremiah that i know the thoughts i think towards you which means he has a particular thought he's thinking towards you 
of good, not of evil, not to hurt you, but to bring you towards an expected end. Expected end. So God, God is not trying to create your end. Like, oh, when you come to God, God, I, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I, I want to build a relationship with you. Forgive me of my sins. It's not then at that point in time that God begins to now try to create your future. Your future has been created the moment you were born. Even kids who die, my goodness, even kids who die in their first month have a blueprint. It just dies. Yeah, there was a chance they would die and it happened. You can't. Don't be afraid. Uh, when people say you can't surprise God, some people get scared. Like, oh, God is going to see me everywhere. Yeah, yeah. God is going to see you everywhere you go. David said, whether I make my bed in hell or I make it in the heavens above, whether I go down deep in hell or I run to the mountains or God is there. So why am I hiding? And you would notice in the Psalms, David was very truthful. When he was feeling jealous of people who were rich and corrupt, he said it because he knew that God could see his heart. There's no need to hide. And that is it. There's no need to hide. All the choices you're thinking of are right in front of him. Oh. <laughs> so now what's the value of that? Why am I explaining all of that to you? This is why. Now, you know that at every point in time, all your choices are in probabilities, they're in permutations, they're in combinations, and you exist. Just think of it like a sci-fi movie. movie. If you watch sci-fi, oh goodness, your head is working. You're imagining it that every point in time, there are just matrices, mat matrices, goodness. Let me say that again. Matrices. All right. All right and uh you are you are there but at every point in time there there are just a lot of decisions you could make based on your personality based on your background based on your nature based on your nurture based on what happened based on what you're reacting to there are a lot of choices you could make and that happens in real time you are thinking in real time and that is happening in real time and god knows the hand of each and every decision you could ever make in your entire life but you don't know. You only know the end of the decision you made. That is it. The one you were guided to make. Maybe by your intellect, by someone else, by God, whatever. Whatever guided you to make that decision. You will know the end. Because, well, well if you are alive to experience it, you will know the end. What else does this knowledge bring to us? That we are, that life, the universe, is a range of possibilities. It also brings to you that you are a range of potential a range of possibilities my goodness that means that you could be whatever you want to be now think about it from zero to hundred you could be the worst you, you could fail terribly terribly and not become nothing and you also could be the best the best Oh goodness, you could be the extreme best. Jordan Peterson would call it the highest good possible. And that is why God is God. Imagine a triangle. God is sitting on top of the triangle. Why? He's the only one that can choose the highest good. Why? The blueprint is in front of him. Everybody's blueprint. So he chooses the best 
possible good. That is why God is God. That is why God is not pressured by uh, its full prayers. That is why God is not pressured to show himself as God. He chooses the highest possible good, which we can't because of our... We are limited. Even your visual range is limited. You can't see farther than any other person could see. Animals see better than you. I mean, in the physical realm. Not to talk of you seeing other people's needs. You seeing other people's pains. You seeing other people's past. You can't do that. You can't do it. You are limited as a human being. And that's final. But God is not. And that's why he's God. Alright. So now, you are full of potential. So when somebody says, oh, you are very full of potential. They are right. You are full of potential. You are full of bad, terrible potential. You could be a criminal. It depends on what has happened or whatever circumstance surrounds you. Don't say, oh, it can never be me. Oh my goodness, it could be you. And that's why when you mock somebody else, God looks at you because he knows that it actually could be you. It could be you. And when God forgives people, you are, oh goodness, why would God forgive that person? It could be you. It could be you. And you're also full of the best potential ever ever you know how artful it is when you see a kid struggling with two plus two you're just wondering like oh my goodness it's just two plus two one two three four that makes four you are you you are you're pissed you're 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 good you want to you want to help because you know oh this is so simple you can get this and the kid is struggling with two plus two you're trying to help come on this is just one two three four it's simple it's quite simple because you have a better version of knowledge, a mature knowledge. Imagine how God feels with you struggling with your average self, the average version of you, because oh, you've not, you, you're not aligned to the best and the possible, the best possibility you can be. My goodness, this, you know, as we say, God has not written anybody small. He hasn't. He hasn't. But we've not connected to the highest good. Highest good. Highest good. What is your highest good? What's the best that you can be? Alright, I hope I, I explained that well. Subsequently, I would I will be explaining that. I will. I don't want to use I also I'm so careful. I don't want to use bogus grammar to explain anything anything at all anytime i speak after listening to jordan peterson it just feels like goodness grammar comes from everywhere and i start speaking i really want people to get this all right so having explained that i want you to look at how connected we all are and why god loves us all if you do not live to your highest possible good do you not know that it would affect the people around you? You don't think you're connected? Every human being is connected to another on planet Earth. Everybody came from the loins of another. If you even believe that, oh, we are not connected. We are connected by birth, reproduction. Everybody came from the loins of another and from the womb of another. Their cousins, brothers, sisters, so on and so forth like that. 
Now, even our actions are connected. If a man drinks hmm, and he's drunk and he starts to drive, he can eat school children, innocent school children who are going on their way and he ends their future there because of a decision he made to overdrink. Is there something like overdrink? To get drunk. Isn't that connected? All right. If you choose to start uh, promoting bad knowledge on social media, for example, oh, prostitution is right. You can prostitute your way into cash and into goodness, into uh, a lovely life. People will get that knowledge and run with it. I've seen, I've seen people do that. And I, then I would see the person who was promoting the knowledge come back to say, oh goodness, I was just using it to, I was just using it to gain social media presence. There is nothing better than having a legal and stable income. But some people have, they, they've taken it as a button and they've run with it. And there's nothing you can do about that. They have run with it. And the consequences are also there because you can't change the hand. You can only change the hand by changing the path. The end is an expected end. You cannot, if you are going a certain path, there is a certain end to the certain path. The only way you can change the hand of a certain path is to switch, is to change your path. So we are so independent like we're so i mean dependent on one another and if you look at the west they have an individualistic culture which means it's a culture where you can be by yourself you can make decisions on your own they believe that your decisions do not affect any other person now that's that's brilliant it's good why because if a certain generation of people are suffering from uh people judging them it's good for you to learn how to be an individual on your own. If you're suffering from what other people would think, it's good to learn how to be on your own. Okay, I'm one. I make my own decisions. My decisions affect me. This is my life. Yeah, that's good. But when it becomes a total culture, Kai, look at what is happening to the West. But the collective culture means it, it explains that, oh, everybody's decisions affect each other my decision affects yours and that's why you see the extreme of that is people cannot live their truth because they are afraid of what other people think i can't do this what would my sister think what would my mom think what would my mom's sister say about this in the west there's nothing like that it's none of their business it's my life and i'm going to live it the way i want to live it now, those are the bad extremes of both cultures that I'm talking about. But there's a middle ground that makes it all beautiful. We are dependent on each other. You realize that the ethics of the West is being affected because they are on the extreme of the individualistic culture. And you saying, oh, I, am, I, I identify as this, you identify as that, I identify as this. You identify as that it's none of your business it's not possible it's our business it's either we come into a compromise on how to address this whether i believe in it or not 
there's there's always going to be a problem you can't say it's none of anybody's business it's our business but then the individualistic culture is also ruling out to say we are individual we are individuals you can actually do what you like with your life mm? but it's affecting someone else because we are dependent creatures we can't do without each other get it straight then don't join people to to say oh i can live without no <laughs> you can't live without any other person you can live without some certain kind of persons, but you can't live without nobody. It's not possible. We are made, created naturally. Unless you want to go against nature, we are created to be with people. We are dependent. Your decisions affect other people. And don't look at it in a negative sense. Whenever people talk like this, don't think immediately in the negative sense. Think about it positively. Your decisions actually affect me. So when you're doing good, I'm going to do good too. Now, people may be jealous of you when you're doing good. And maybe that's why you're afraid of doing good. Doing well by yourself. Of, 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 of connecting to your real self. You're afraid because, well, they might be jealous of me. They may talk about me. They may do this and they may do that. Those are insecure people. Don't let them drag you down. If you don't do well too, they will talk about you. They will always talk about you. So it's not about what you do. It's about them being gossips. <laughs> That's a different thing entirely. Do not allow people who are insecure perceive you as something that would make you perceive you as that. People think of you, insecure people will think of you the way they see things, the way they perceive things at their distorted it's, it's a distorted view anyway but if you're also insecure you're not helping yourself you have to want you have to want you 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 should want to do this you should want to fully align to yourself align to yourself to your core because that's the only way you can live to your highest good my goodness you don't even know what your highest good is you don't know what you can do and what you can become you don't know the the Oof, you don't know the, the tables you, you can shake, even at an international level, at a global level, or whether small. You don't know what, what lives you could impact. You've not, you've not connected to your highest good. You're still thinking small. You're still thinking. You're still wearing a mask. You're, still, you're wearing something that is not yours. I, I'm, I'm going there pretty soon. So, all right, I've, I'm looking at my script now. I've talked about how one person's dreams can affect other people's lives how one person's decision can affect other uh, other people's successful decision or their failure how waking up to purpose is actually good it helps you live goodness live and you're wondering oh this purpose of a thing this highest good of a thing uh, that makes me uh, this value of a thing okay i'm valuable uh I'm dependent on other people. My decisions affect other people positively, whether positively, whether negatively. I'm also a range of potential and a range of possibilities that can be explored. But what if bad things happen on my journey? Goodness! Or you're asking, if it is my highest good, why should bad things happen to me? Why should my financial life crumble? Why should this happen to me? Why should... Why should it be so hard? Why should 
people not understand me? Why should people come against me? Why should people uh, try to drag me down? My goodness. First of all, I'll tell you I don't have all the answers. It's a mystery. But second of all, I'll tell you the answer that I have. And which is this. Your adversary, whatever it is, whatever evil comes your way, is necessary to spur your growth. It's like the snake in the garden. It is necessary to spur your growth. You will be nothing without an adversary. You will be nothing without you having something confronting you. It is when something confronts you and it's a problem that you find solutions. Goodness, if nothing confronts you, if there is no problem, then why should you find solutions to it? Jordan Peterson made an example of a particular animal. When it's born, when it's a lava, it lives in water. It's called squirt. When it's a lava, it has a brain, actually. Then, as it grows, it clings to a rock as it, as it grows. And then, as it matures, it doesn't leave the rock. It just matures. Can you believe that this particular animal actually digests its brain? Why? It has no need for it. It's clinging to the rock to grow. So, it eats up its brain. Because... Uh, what would you do with a brain if you don't have any problems and so there's no shark coming after you that there are no fishes you can't be smarter you can't be it, it's just it's up the brain i love its decision anyway it's better than having the brain rot and you just gobble it up and it's nutrient like it's nutritious and you get fatter all right that's not my point my point is that evil is necessary for your growth now, I want to tell you something about evil. And I'm going to be using biblical, the biblical um, example of Christ. Now, Apostle Paul said in one of the epistles, he said, if the princes of this world had known, they would not have killed Christ. If they had known what he came to do, they would not have killed him. Brilliant. When I read that, I was like, goodness, this is something about the blueprint. Now, if you are the master architect, you have the blueprint of the structure in your hand and a game is being played <laughs> you will surely set the hand without the adversary knowing the adversary is working for you full time and they don't know and at the end they realize that oh yay i won and then they realize that no you did not win i i won you didn't win. That's because they have the upper hand on the game. That's how it works. Whew. The evil intended to bring you down is what would bring you out. But now there is something critical about evil. Especially the evil on the way to purpose. If it sucks you up, if it drags you down, if you give up in between, then you've lost. But if it teaches you something, if you learn something from it, then you've won. Even if you do not rise at that point in time, even if you do not get back up when it happens to you, if you learn something through it, you've won. You've gained. If you don't give up at that point, now you're better. Now you're stronger. Now you can pull someone out of that same situation. Now you're a mentor. Now you are better. Now when it comes with another, with, 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 with another dimension, you can spot it because, goodness, you're smarter. 
you can't spot it and say, oh, I know how to overcome this. <laughs> In pigeon, loopy today. So don't be afraid of the bad things, the, the cruel journey. Don't be afraid of it. I've noticed that, oh, it's, it's so fulfilling. You learn to love your life because you'll be aligned. This is, this is what I want to do. You, there's no possible way purpose will find you and it will not be something that sweetens your heart. It, it will speak to your heart's desire. You, you would feel like you're floating. I'm not saying it's not going to be hard. I'm saying you'll never know if you don't try. Unless you try. You, you'll never know. You, you never know. You would see in the biblical standpoints that it is said for you to love your enemy. Love your enemy. Love your evil. Pay attention to the things that that seems so cruel to you. Love it. Find knowledge to defeat it. <laughs> Don't avoid it. Don't run away from it. Love it. Say you, I will love you. You're a problem to me. I will start to love you. Yeah. That's how you grow. That's how you grow into purpose. If you have this pre-knowledge that, oh. Because when you want to start your highest good you, you think you think the devil will want you to go into that like oh yeah i'm going to leave you to fulfill your purpose do you know how many lives you're going to positively impact no come on he's not going to let you do that so these are some of the things it will bring to you and say oh something bad is surely going to happen in purpose because it always happened to everybody and this is what you say it's necessary to spur my development as long as I don't give up, as long as I reach out to people, as long as I love my enemy and look for ways to defeat it and defeat it, goodness, that is it. And it is the truth. You're valuable. Your highest good is very valuable to the world. You should know that. And this is one of the ways you can love your life. Not even one of the ways. This is an is, is 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 an essential knowledge you need to get on to love your life. First, your range of potential. Second, bad things happen to spur your growth. So, with all the bad things that have happened in your past, and that is why I give out this assignment. I do give it out. Write your autobiography. Write it. Look at all the bad things that have happened in the past. Would you be here without them? Would you have this knowledge without them? It's not possible. If Christ did not have those cars, he would not be crowned Christ. He had to be beaten. Look, if Christ had just, um, from, from, if he was not betrayed, if he was not beaten, if he was not nailed on the cross, if he did not pass through all those struggles and all those things, then, what, what, then why, why is he your savior? He can't be your savior without that. That is how it is. That is how it is. You could have gone through pain. You could have gone through rape. You could have gone through something worse than that. You could have lost the ones that are so important to you. Don't give up. Rise from it. 
rise from the pain oh ah, it seems like you can never cope with this pain you can never cope with the pain of losing someone else love your enemy and say okay now you you are my enemy you saying that i'm not i'm not strong enough to cope with this do you know how strong human beings are my goodness my you keep hearing stories and stories and you wonder how is this person still alive how What what is it, what is in their head? What is keeping them sane? Why are they still saying? So face it, you're saying I'm not strong enough. You're saying I'm not good enough. You're, you're saying I'm not worthy enough. You're saying I cannot do it. This is my enemy. Now I want to know, I will love you till I defeat you. And when you love something, you go after it. You chase it, just like you you, you love someone, just like a man loves a woman. He chases it. He looks for knowledge to, to pleasurize it. He pleasurizes the woman. To impress the woman. Now, you will look for knowledge to defeat your enemy. There's also one thing that I've seen that people do on the journey to purpose. And it is something that I do. In fact, I, I don't think I've stopped doing this. And there's also one thing that people do on their journey to purpose. And it's also something that I do. I do not even think that I have stopped doing this. I don't think so. But it's a work in progress. <laughs> I was praying one day and this knowledge came to me. It said, wait, who is Christ? Who did Christ declare himself as? He's the son of God. Okay. Was he humble? Christ. Yes. Jesus was humble. When he was on earth, nobody called him a proud prophet or a proud, a proud uh, rabbi. Nobody said that. He was humble. He even washed the feet of his servants, of his disciples, rather. All right. He did that. I'm like, yeah, he, he did that. All right. But did he declare himself as the son of God? Yes. He said it many times. Oh. So it means... That humility is not misalignment. Humility is not you, is not people calling you who you are. Or I'm not saying you should feed off the praises of men. It's not people saying, oh, you're this, and you're like, ah, oh, no, no. Th that is insecurity. And that's misalignment. You're not aligned if you're insecure. You're not aligned. You're not aligned. Imagine if Jesus, your Jesus, said, when they said, are you the son of God? Ah, no, don't call me that. I don't want... <laughs> Sorry, I don't... I don't want you to know that. <laughs> don't... <laughs> would, he... would he have been able to save you? Would he have been able to die for you? He died because he declared who he was. That was the path to purpose. Your path to purpose does not involve you being insecure. Does not involve you wearing a mask upon your real personality. Does not involve you wearing a mask because of what people would think. Goodness, if people think that is intimidating who you are, then they are the ones who have a problem. Naturally, when you align, if you don't, oh goodness, when you have a posture, the true posture of yourself, you will make decisions that are natural to you. Everybody has different personalities. Some people are high on openness, experience. People are different. 
uniquely different so now if you are not aligned to who you really are the decisions you'll be making are not they are actually not your decisions you are making a maxed decision it's a faulty stance it's a faulty posture and soon you will lead yourself to an end even though it is an expected end this is not the one god has for you you're out of design that's what it means you're not when something is out of design you're you're not aligned you have to align to yourself and i'm going to tell you how but i want you to know the value of these things nature your nature is not perfect you are imperfect of course you make mistakes with the decisions that you make but make sure they are your decisions make sure they add something you made yourself you're not wearing a mask you're not trying to be like your friend you're not making it because other people are making it you made it it's your decision this is what you think this is how i'm thinking now that's how people can actually help you that's how god can help you this is what i think i don't think this person exists i don't think i can do this this is how i think now truth saying the truth is what will actually save you most of the time not lying to yourself not lying and masking up reality you would you would see i'm not I'm, this example now is a very bad example i know but let me give it some girls were bad in school very bad girls of bad boys and you will know that this is how this person thinks that's why they are behaving the way they are behaving whether nature has affected their nature whatever mix has happened in between they are acting like they think and they are being bad and they don't care about it. We don't care if you care. I'm not saying now you should go on and be bad. That's not my point. But there were people like that. And they made decisions. A lot of them. Bad decisions. And then there were people who were copying those people. And you know. <laughs> you are copying this person. This is not you. You are masking up with this person. Probably something attracted them. Confidence. Whatever it is. Or there's a price. There's a price they can get. You can get popularity. Fame. Or you, you get uh, some some level of feeling. Feeling. Uh, what can I use now? Feeling sophisticated or whatever. Good. With that person. Classy. And then you go on. Like that beautiful and that person makes all those decisions and still find their way back to purpose but you will see the ones who copy it not all of them find their way back they end up being worse than the one they were copying ah it's a bad example but please i hope you get this i said they end up being worse than the one they were copying because the one they were copying will still make his own decision to get back on the right path but the one who copies other people have not, they've not been making decisions themselves. They've been making other people's decisions. They've been depending upon the validations of other persons. And it's not easy for that kind of person to change their past unless a massive force comes in. Okay. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Don't be afraid. You will learn. It, ah, goodness. As long as it's your purpose. Just look at it like, oh, in my life, I have 10 things I can be. 10 parts I can go. I know there, there are more than that. Because all these things at each point interval, you have choices that you're making and they're linked to each other. But that's why God is God. That knowledge is even me thinking about it. My head is boo, boo. 
<laughs> All right. So let's say you have 10 things you can be. And God is looking at number five. This is the best. This is the possible, highest possible good this person can be. Now on that path, it's imperfect. Because that gap was made even in the Garden of Eden. If Adam was perfect, he would not have fallen when he said, Oh, let's eat this apple. Whatever the apple symbolized. There is room for imperfections because there is free will. So don't be afraid. Don't think God wants a perfect human being. Where? From where? How? He didn't create one. And the chance of Jesus is for you to get to, for you to be redeemed. He, he didn't create a perfect human. He's not expecting you to be perfect. If that is why you're running away, the devil has been lying to you. God is not expecting you to be perfect. Be ye perfect before me and be ye holy. I remember that verse. But when you're coming to God, he's not expecting you to be perfect. He will teach you to be perfect according to his statutes. He's not expecting you. And the perfection that even comes in, in that part, is you wearing the righteousness of Christ. Who born you? No, I'm just saying, all our, all our morals and everything are like still filthy rags before him. What makes us being able to enter into the throne room is Christ. We're wearing the righteousness of Christ. The lamp that was slain without sin. So what, 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 what exactly, what exactly are you looking forward to? Perfection? You can't have it. Even, even that one that is not your highest possible good that you are doing now, that you're masking, it's a masked personality, right? Are you not making mistakes? Is it a smooth right? I'm just asking. I want to break down all the barriers that the devil might be using to hold you down. You are valuable. Goodness. <laughs> you are very valuable. We need you in the world. We do need, oh, we need you. We need you to wake up to the highest possible good you can ever be. Ever since I saw, look, I've been doing the podcast for like some time now, but I saw, I saw something about a woman that caused, uh, she, she propagated a cause. And the cause was that women can abort children. Hmm? And it was written on her Wikipedia page, I've forgotten her name now, that she helped to abort 25,000 plus babies. My God! One person could affect the lives of 25,000 people without their permission. Think about that. <laughs> one person could affect influence the choices of over 25,000 women to abort their own babies I don't know whether some are medically right or I, I do not know but she, she was able to that was what was on her bio she was able to do that one human being now people are all over the world for negative causes and they are bold about it. And you are there. People are living their worst possible life. They are doing it. They are, they are doing the worst they can do. They are criminals and they are proud of it. I'm not talking about criminals that are, that are sober. Mm -mm. Criminals that are proud of their possession. Uh, of their occupation rather. Living their worst possible life. And you are there. You are floating. You are not average. You are just around. 
you you're just trying to do something pick something then look like something set the standard on twitter who said who set the standard for you on tiktok who did that to you who made you think that is your standard and that is why when people tell you that oh you're only in competition with yourself you don't understand it we all have different highest good you're actually in competition with yourself and that's who you're in competition with that's who you should be compared to which one did you leave out which one of your of your of your probability of your potential did you actually act out is it the best or the worst or average or little average or you just came out you whistled away you're valuable to god you're valuable to us you're valuable to the world god you're valuable to god that's why it is said that the angels rejoice at one soul that comes to heaven oh god yes they do <laughs> one human can preach and convert millions of people one human can preach and convert one person and that one person will convert one person and that one person will convert two persons that will change the world it was someone who raised up every great man every great man was raised up by one person you don't know what you can do. You don't know what, what, uh, what eruption can occur by you just clinging to your highest possible good. Come on. Okay, if, if you're not that valuable, then why does the devil want you so much? You should ask him. Why are you trying to convince me out of this so much? Like, I know, if, it's, if something is not going to work, then they should leave you alone and let you do it. Like, it should be a smooth ride. Even if it's not that smooth, because life is not that smooth. It should be, it should be smooth. Like, why are you trying to convince me out of this if it's not going to work? It's because it's going to work. There's a huge possibility that it will work. And there's it's even a promise by God that when you are now doing this, oh, I will stand with you. Goodness. Why not try? You never know until you try, unless you try. We are all valuable. And it's not about the time that you came into your purpose. Brilliant. There's, there's a story in Matthew 20 that talked about a rich man that had a farm and he wanted people to work on the farm. So he went to meet some laborers and said, okay, guys, work on my farm. I'll give you 20 naira." And they agreed on it. And they were like, yes, 20 naira." And they started working. Then he was strolling around. He saw some people, they were lazing around and he said, come here, what are you guys doing? It's the Bible now. I'm, I'm saying it in modern. <laughs> you can go read it. Matthew 20. So he called those people and said, what are you doing? You people are not working. And they said, oh, we don't have any work. And he said, go and work. I'll pay you whatsoever I see fit. Then he walked around again. He saw some few persons. Ah, what are you people doing here? You don't have work. He called them. In fact, he called some people one hour to six. They were supposed to work from nine to six. Let's imagine that. So he called some people 5 p.m. To go and work and he said i'll give you what i see fit at the end of it he gave them all 20 20 naira and the ones who came in the money that actually agreed on the price were hungry and said ah why would you give them the same he said am i not the one that called you to work i said i'll give you what see fit i agreed with the price with you and this i told i'll give you whatever i want to give you and i gave them the same amount i am the one who called you to work i can do i can do that 
it's not about when you come into purpose it is an expected end don't let don't let anybody say oh i've been here for so long you can't fulfill purpose like i can what what <laughs> someone help them get into purpose too nobody is independent all right nobody came from heaven superwoman superman nobody everybody that is saved that you see now it is by grace that we are all saved everybody was once in sin so don't let anybody feel that don't let anybody get keep god for you don't let anybody feel like like you're less like you can't go to god in prayer like you can't pray like you can't forgive your sins like you can't walk in purpose like you can't walk in light that is a huge lie it's not about when you start is your you starting just that just just submit yourself to your purpose. I know you might be thinking, okay, okay, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I understand all of this. How then do I submit myself to purpose? Well, it's amazing that biology can explain this. Neuroscience can explain this. And even the Bible can explain this. Because there are a lot of psychodynamic biological processes inside of you. But what comes on the surface is called interest. It aligns your consciousness to the being in you that wants to manifest itself by using something called interest it alights your interest for you your interest alights your purpose for you to you rather all right my own journey to purpose is very different i wanted to do a vision but in my daydreaming i'm a daydreamer fantastic daydreamer I always daydream about speaking to people. And when I see anybody with uh, half-baked knowledge, I'd love to push them further, especially if it's something I know. Ever since I was young, I've been doing that. I've been speaking. I've been pushing people. I've been reading. <laughs> I've been studying. All right? So I didn't... I was just doing it. I didn't know. Especially because I had gone through... A face of my life, I was not myself. I was wearing a mask of personality around and I was floating and floating until I decided that I didn't know who I was. I just didn't like, I was, you know, when you feel like you're not aligned, do you know how it feels when something is not aligned? For girls, uh, all right, when your underwear is not aligned, there's a way you feel. You just, you feel uneasy. Now for guys, I don't know what example to use that's close to your skin. But then when something, when your bones are not aligned, for example, maybe you have a muscle pull or you have a fracture or just a bone, uh, what do they call it now? The one that is not a fracture, close to a fracture, but not a fracture. You know how it feels? I was feeling like that for, for weeks, for months in myself. Like, goodness, I don't even know who this girl is. And I'm living with you, I'm sleeping with you every day. I'm eating. We're eating together. I don't know you. And that was when I started my personal development journey. And it worked. It worked because I wasn't the one to tell people that it worked. People were asking me, what did you do? For my, the ones who really surrounded me, my family, nuclear family to say, you've changed. Oh goodness, it worked. And I didn't do it without God. Mm -mm. In fact, I didn't know what psychology was. Never heard of it. I was just praying. I, the only social app I had on my phone was YouTube. 
and he started directing me to knowledge that I should, I should gain, read, implement. I was faithful to it. So when I say write your autobiography, be faithful to it. Do it because it will help you. So your interest is being highlighted for you. Your strengths. And those are things that we would go through in the Love Yourself um, series. We'll talk about character strengths and all of that. Your true being is your potential. And that your potential, the highest good, is the true armor you need to defend yourself against life. To defend yourself against the bad things that will happen in your life. Because they will happen. I can't promise you that they won't happen. They will surely happen. But you can defend yourself if you're fully aligned. Because the decisions you'll be making right there are your decisions. You'll be thinking well. Well. You're not, you're not, you're not. The alignment is, oh goodness. If you if you're not aligned for a day, you're aligned the next day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what I'm telling you now, it's a powerful and it's an old idea that's very plausible. It means that this hypothesis is close to being true. I mean experimentally. It's it will be wonderful if you can find your purpose. It will be wonderful, not if you can find your purpose even. It will be wonderful if you can decide within yourself to find the best you can be. It will be wonderful. And since you know that you are an embodiment of logos, you are an embodiment of range of potential, of possibilities, this is how I did it. The first thing I learned was to detach myself from myself. I detached myself from myself. So I was watching me. Self-awareness is the basic, oh goodness, is the basic principle. Even when I started this podcast and this thing that I wanted to oh, tell my friends what I've learned to help me discover myself. I started with self-awareness because I don't know what you're doing without self-awareness. If you want to go on to go on for personal development, you have to be able to watch yourself. What's your feelings? When you say this, how do you feel? When someone says something to you, how did you feel? Did you feel bad? If you felt bad, don't say you did not feel bad. Don't lie to yourself. That's the worst thing you can be doing. Don't mask reality for yourself. Understand that you're trying to align. You're trying to align. Now, if you have a bad trait or you're, you have something that you are ashamed of, you're, you're ashamed, maybe you're jealous, for example. Oh, goodness, how can I be jealous of this person? You're ashamed of it, Abby. You cannot change it. You can't change that trait. You can't improve that trait if you do not accept it at first. Okay, I am jealous. Why? That's the next thing. Why? Does it have something to do with me or her? Is it something I can improve in my own self or her? I'm intimidated. Why? But you cannot get that if you're not watching yourself. If you're, if you're, if you're engrossed with being smarter, with appearing smarter and cutting people off, you can't, you can't watch yourself. You can't, you can't, you can't be self-aware. So stop playing the game. Stop, stop avoiding, stop, stop, stop trying to appear confident. Rather align with yourself. What is? I don't teach. I don't really teach confidence because I believe that if you align to yourself, you'll be very confident. Whether you're an introvert, you don't talk much, or you're an extrovert, that does not matter. 
whether you are good or you're you're terrible at something now if you are lying to yourself you have a growth mindset okay this is who i am now and this is who i want to be and you're growing you're going to that level. When somebody asks you, asks you, you don't have to lie that, oh, I'm already there. My ideal self. I, I know how to do this and this. You don't have to, you don't have to lie because you are aligned to yourself. You would say the truth and you also talk about your plans to get there. And that's what they call a confident person. A confident person. If you're doing this, it's an act of faith. Because in reality, I can't tell everybody that this is where it will take you. But if you are doing this, at least you have reality on your side. That's what Jordan says. And it's true. It's true. You have reality on your side. It may not be the reality you want. Or it may not be what you really want to see. But you'll be able to go through life properly. You'll be able to cast the future for yourself. You can't cast the future when you're not aligned. You can't believe in the future when you're not aligned. It won't work if you're not aligned. It won't be a workable future. It will just be a wish upon a horse. Because there's no growth mindset. You're just trying to pull your future to yourself right now. So when people ask who you are, you're talking about who you want to be, not who you are. And then... When they ask who you want to be, you have nothing to say because you've, you've already told them who you are, who you want to be. You've arrived. And nobody can help you because people only help people who are going on a journey. If you're not going on a journey, why do you need me to carry your load for you if you've already arrived? Just eat your brain then. You don't have to think. Eat your brain. Digest it like a squirt. And I know that. that come on, that's not what you want to do. Pay attention to yourself. Detach yourself from yourself. Ah, self-awareness, self-awareness, self-awareness. You have to ask yourself questions and be honest. Ah, be honest. There's a friend of mine that always asks me, do you think you're a good person? Mama, I'm not good though. <laughs> good? <laughs> if you know the thoughts of my heart, Oh, God is purging them day by day. Yeah, God works with us. But if you know the natural thoughts, goodness, the heart of man is, oh, it's evil. It's evil. It's evil. There's, there's this worst you can be. There's this worst potential in you. Ugh. But there's the best you. Don't focus on the worst. Oh, there's this worst I can be. I may not make it. What about the best? What about the best you can actually be? Don't you want to explore your full potential? Hmm? I want to. And I want other people to... Do this. Do this. It's a, you're saving man, mankind by, by aligning with your possible best. You, you're doing a lot of good. A lot. You're valuable. Come on, you're valuable. If what I'm doing can, if you can listen to this and it's impacting your life, do you think I'm valuable? Then you are valuable too. <laughs> Remember, we are dependent. Your purpose depends on other people. 
it depends on you changing the lives of other people, impacting the lives of other people, whether it's design, you're changing the lives of people, whether any mundane some people think some things are mundane, like, oh, that's not that doesn't feel like purpose. It depends on the one doing it. If it's the best potential, goodness, they will do it so big. You won't you won't know that's the same thing. They will do it so well. You won't know it's the same thing. Goodness, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Concentrate on being the best. Because you can. You can. This is God's intention towards us. If you've severed your relationship with God, now is a good time to go back. Do you know why it took God to bring you back to Him? Christ. That's what it took Him. Him pouring his blood to that holiest place in heaven. That's what he took. And you think you're not valuable. Come on now. I would like to pray with you. That you'll be accepted back into God's bayard. I say back because that is where. That is where. That is home. That is where it's called home. That Christ will be your savior. And that you would find purpose in him. The Bible says, let this mind be in you as it was in Christ. Christ did not think himself small. And that was how he could save us. He didn't think he wasn't who God said he was. He was who God said he was. And he declared it. And because he declared it, they killed him. Well... And that was how we were saved. And now the Bible has promised us that since he has died, we are alive in him. So we submit ourselves to the principles of Christ. And we say we are coming home to be sons and daughters in God's kingdom. And his will will be done in our lives. And we know the will of God is the highest good. The possible best not to hurt us, but to bring us to the expected end. Dear Lord, we pray that all these promises will be fulfilled in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, if you listen to this episode and it blessed you, you can reach out to me on plus 234-811-397-3858. If not, you can go to linktree slash unmask global send a mail send a whatsapp message do whatever the links are there my name is dola and next week is another time for us to go in depth into love yourself the series love yourself if you want to join the accountability group it's available go through the same number go through the same process on linktree chat me up join the accountability group There are interventions there, assignments there. There will be people there who want to achieve the same result as you. And you can together, through this series, begin to love yourself. As Christ intended for you to love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. I love my life. It's not perfect, but I love it. And I hope you do love yourself too. All right, this is Unmasked Global. And yeah, we help people cast a workable future. I hope you have a workable future ahead of you. Bye.